Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 97. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. So instead, we'll travel vicariously by inviting a guest to share their unique travel stories with us. Today, we are finishing our summer series on travel shows. Oh, it's kind of sad, Cheryl. I know, both because the summer's over. (laughs) And that is very sad. And also because this was a really fun series to do. It was. It was really fun. I enjoyed it significantly more than I thought I would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we kind of thought about some different topics for a while before picking Mm -hmm. this. And we Mm -hmm. were like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. It felt like an easy one to do, especially amidst COVID times. Yep. But this was really fun. It was. It was very enjoyable. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think we should probably review what are all the different shows that we actually watched and reviewed. Because we watched 11. Gosh, was it really 11 different shows? So we're doing kind of a top 11 list. Top 11. Mm Mm-hmm. In not a top order, but just the ones that we watched. Yes. (laughs) We watched. One. Rick Steves Europe. Two. Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations. Three. Travel Man, 48 Hours. Four. Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted. Five. An Idiot Abroad. Six. The Amazing Race. Seven. Dark Tourist. Eight. Conan, Without Borders. Nine. Basic versus Baller. 10. Down to Earth with Zach Efron. 11. Samantha Brown's Places to Love. Meow, meow, meow. That was my air horn. <laughs> I, I heard it. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do the motion as well. Oh. I mean, Brian, they can't see us. Yeah, I know that, but I can. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of shows. And I think we ended up with a fair amount of variety. Between the shows. Yes. Which is nice. I think that was surprising to me because I thought it was just going to be theme and variations of Rick Steves. (laughs) It was not. No, they were dramatically different. Even it was so interesting because one of our least favorite ones was Dark Tourist just Mm because it's not our style, you know. And parts of it were gross. Yes. (laughs) My sister, Katie, when she listened to that, she said, oh, that's by far the show I'm the most interested in that you guys have covered so far. Yeah. Yeah. Because just different styles, personality types of Mm -hmm. what you like in TV and what you like in travel. And those don't always overlap. And so, which is another thing we learned. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, totally different types of shows. What are we going to do during this episode then? Well, we're going to do a little review. We're going to do some mosts and leasts. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then just kind of reflect on our summer, you know, like you do at the end of every good um, summer flick. So, yeah. Yep. Or in school because reflection. Reflection. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So let's start by doing some comparisons and okay. to see just what what's kind of rising to the top. And it'll be really interesting because I don't remember word for word what we said we thought of these in the moment. So no, I don't either. Trying to remember versus uh-huh. what we said then will be kind of funny. But Well, because what's interesting is you and I started recording these in April. Mm-hmm. And it is now for us... It's now August. Yeah, so, so we spread it out a little bit more. Yep. So that's April, May, June, July, August. That's over across five months. So for us, we're remembering five months. 
and because it's COVID watching. time, that actually translates to ten years. Yes, I think that's about <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's start with best. Okay. But not just best show. Um, no. We were going to do best food, but then mm-hmm. realized you may or may not have an opinion on that. And then also we we're going to do best science, which I may or may not care about. So for me, yep. I'm going to say best food. And for you, you're going to say best science. And it will be that funny if they line up. I'm not so sure they will. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive that they won't. Because <laughs> I'm going to guess. Here, I'm going to make a prediction. Oh. I'm going to predict that your best food is going to be one of the food-related travel shows. Yes. Right? Yes. That is not going to be one of my best science shows because they don't really do much science when they are focusing on the food. But what about the science of how Gordon Ramsay had to get down that river in a certain amount of time oh or, I don't know, no consequences would happen? Right, or because he did that as the shortcut instead of the driving or something, but yes. then they still yep. drove and met him there. That yep. one? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's probably my, yeah, that's best science. You're right. What was I thinking? <laughs> and best logic, too. <laughs> so what do you think for best food, Cheryl? I gotta say Anthony Bourdain. Yeah? I mean, both because he covered a lot of really fun food but also he is such an appreciator of food that mm-hmm. i felt like i enjoyed it as a food episode the best hmm. yeah yeah i mean there were a lot of hosts that really enjoyed the food samantha brown mm-hmm. zach efron in basic versus baller mm-hmm. um gordon ramsay travel man I don't know. They kind there of was food in there, but it was, there was my kind of present. food where they would sit and eat and then maybe talk about, oh, gee, this tasted good. And then they would talk about something yeah. else. <laughs> and then I think I think Rick Steves usually covers some food and enjoys it. Yeah. yeah so it's like over half of them or maybe half of them whether they really enjoyed the yeah. food, but nobody enjoys food like Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> How about for you, Ryan, best science? Yeah. So this one is interesting for me. Uh, on on a number of levels. One, because of the ones that I'm considering, and then two, because of the one that I'm going to end up choosing. So I think that the... So actually, Down to Earth with Zac Efron, the episode that I watched on Iceland had a fair amount of science in it. Mm. He and took I don't a know if you remember. in that episode. It w- in a lot of... Yeah, because it was, it, it was how to do you know, a sustainable energy and they do geothermal and wind and hydroelectric and all this sort of this sort of stuff. And they actually went into some of the science and had graphics and those sorts of things. And I don't know if you remember, but I commented about how I was surprised how much science there was in that mm-hmm. episode when I watched it. However, and you and I have talked about this offline a little bit. There were also a few red flags for me in it related to science the whole his co-host, I think his name was Darren, was a kind of a health food, superfoods person. And there were a couple of things that he said that I was like, yeah. And then they did this thing about ions in the air and a whole bunch of stuff. And then later on, I don't remember, did I find the article or did you find the article? You did. Yeah. So there was an article that I ended up finding that went through all of the pseudoscience across oh. all of his episodes. Oh no. And so as much as I would love to pick it, they there's good science in there, but there's also really bad science that actually isn't science mm. in there. And it's intermixed. And in a lot of ways, that's more dangerous than just straight up bad science. Yes. Because then people who don't know the difference just assume that it's all correct. So I can't go with that one. And so the other one that actually had the most science in it and that had some really interesting things was dark tourist (laughs) and it's definitely not my favorite show but they did some really scientifically interesting things they went to the the nuclear site they went to that rocket launch and they for the most part were describing things accurately they didn't go into a lot of detail it definitely wasn't about the science but i think there was the most science in those at least from what i could see 
Unless yeah. I'm totally forgetting science well, hiding in one of those somewhere. And I know you were horrified by the first episode you watched where they talked about a serial killer and assassinations. And vampires dr- oh, yeah. actually drinking people's blood. Yeah. yeah no, no. It was gross. Stuff. But I think um, taking that episode away, the other two episodes that we watched um, had a lot of interesting science stuff in them. And I think like I would recommend... So I wouldn't recommend just like flip that show on and see what happens. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. or you could if you're my sister, Katie. But um, yep. <laughs> but, yep. you know, if you're like us, then at least I think you could trust us for those two episodes and that they were really interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. All right, Ryan. Hit me Most with the next one. Entertaining. Oh, my gosh. That one is so easy. So easy for me anyway. I'm going to guess what you're going to say. You're going to say right. Travel Man 48 Hours. Hands down. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> it was <laughs> so entertaining. It was so funny almost the whole time. Richard Ayoade is amazing. The host. What about for you? Which one did you find the most entertaining? This is really hard. I think I'm also going to go with Travel Man. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. close runner-up of Conan Without Borders. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> or Basic versus Baller was very fun for me as well. But I think yeah. if we just go off of entertainment, yeah. Yeah, I got to go mm-hmm. Travel Man. Yeah. What about for most educational, Cheryl? Hmm. What type of education? I was just thinking that same thing. It depends on what we're talking about as far as educational. I would say that most of the shows had an, at least an element of education in it. You're learning things yes. when you're watching the shows. I guess maybe not The Amazing Race because that was really more of a competition show. You still might learn one thing. <laughs> over and over and over things. again. <laughs> yeah. But I think most of them do. So I don't know if there really is a most educational. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess maybe one that stands out to me. I mean, honestly, Dark Tourist. I definitely it was the it was the most educational in the sense that we knew the least about the things that, that they were showing us and places yes. they were going. For example, Turkmenistan. Yeah. Like that, I literally knew nothing about it. Had no picture in my mind. Wasn't sure if it was a real country name or a fake one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I've been to Japan and did not know anything that they were talking about in that one. So yeah. 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 What about the most forgettable show? <laughs> well, okay, that one is easy for me because uh-huh. when we came up with our list of the 11 we did I tried yep. to um, create the list from memory and could mm-hmm. not remember that we watched The Amazing Race uh-huh. so for <laughs> me that's going to be it yeah <laughs> yeah I I think forgettable I mean I, I want it to be Conan Without Borders because <laughs> yeah. I so did not enjoy that show but <laughs> I think actually it's not so much a show that's forgettable. It's more that for me, Anthony Bourdain and Gordon Ramsay blend together because they are both food shows where they go and they travel, but it's all about the food. And so in my head, since I'm not a foodie, those ones kind of mesh together. So it's not so much that they're forgettable as they're harder for me to remember which one's which. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. How about most likely to keep watching? Well, this one is easy for me because not only am I likely to, but I actually have already went back and watched every single one of the other episodes. Really? <laughs> uh-huh, because I loved it so much. Wow. That would be, you, you know which one it is. Travel Man. Oh, yeah. Travel Man yeah. 48 Hours. And like you said, they're short. 
most of them are only the 24 minutes, 22, mm-hmm. 24 minutes long. So it's pretty easy to watch just a few and they don't have that many seasons, but yes, I've watched them all. It's the only one of the shows that I actually went back and watched additional episodes and all of them. Nice. That's <laughs> what awesome. about you? Well, I definitely will keep watching Travel Man, but I think the one I'm going to say is Basic versus Baller. Oh, really? I loved that, and I want to see what they do, because I think that they're entertaining, they're short and sweet, and I'm actually curious to see how they do a basic travel and a baller experience in each of the locations. Like, Mm -hmm. I really want to find out. Yeah, that's one that I wish the production quality was one notch higher. Mm. It was just cheesy enough that where like the premise is really good, but some of the the ways that they were structuring it, I was like, well, that's contrived. Well, that's a little mm. cheesy. Mm-hmm. And that made it a little bit harder for me. And if it didn't have that, I probably, yeah, would watch. I'd be more ready to watch, but I would totally watch one again. It's not like it was bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely an interesting premise. Well, I don't know if we said that on that episode, but they started as a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. And then there's a YouTube video that I haven't watched yet that says, we got a show. And so Mm. it's not surprising if their overall budget and quality is a little more on the homemade side of things. (laughs) Sure. And good for them. Yeah, I know. That's cool. Kind of jealous, but I'm sure they put in the work or whatever. So, (laughs) Which show, Cheryl, do you think is the most helpful when planning a trip? Oh, Rick Steves. Yeah? That's what I'm seeing. I enjoyed a lot of these shows more than his, which actually surprised me because I mm-hmm. I like him and I like his show. Um, but when it comes to actually planning, um, a lot of these shows I think would give good inspiration for mm-hmm. what you might want to see, just seeing good footage of a place, seeing someone enjoy a, a place. But he is way more specific than any of the other hosts about Mm -hmm. um, the metro is a common form of transportation to take. You're going to want to have coins when you go there because they don't have a good card system and make sure to step on it quickly because people move pretty quickly. Like he gets into that Mm -hmm. nitty gritty of details that actually could help you figure out or don't go to this place on Mondays or just really specific and so, yeah, yeah, gotta hand it to Rick Steves. I completely agree. That, mm. That's my thought as well. If you want a show to help you plan, it's Rick Steves Europe, which is difficult if you want to go somewhere other than Europe because he only does Europe. Yeah. But if you're going to Europe, I, I completely agree. The one that I would say is probably a close second from my perspective is Samantha Brown's Places to Love. Yeah, Because she doesn't go into the details of here's how to do the trip, but she highlights really cool things that I'm like, yes, I would want to do that. And things that you wouldn't necessarily get in a travel book or on TripAdvisor just easily. But things that you could say, oh, here's this thing. Now I can do the research to find out how to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's where she shines is that Mm -hmm. she's not featuring the top 10 list of a location or even a city that's on the top 10 list and so and she says like oh and then there's this other place just around the corner so you could know I could go to both of those places and actually figure out how to get there and everything so Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with that as a runner up Ryan yes Cheryl which of these shows do you want to host Let's do two. Let's do which one do you want to host with me when we are co-hosts okay. of our sure. travel show? Yep. And mm-hmm. then which one um, do you want to host on your own? Oh. For, and you and I have some weird split and it's really messy. And, oh, and the drama. Like, and then yeah. we have competing shows. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we see who gets in. A- Emmy? Is that a thing for TV? That's a thing for TV. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ooh, that's tricky. Um, I think the one, I don't know if it's the one that I want to host with you the most, but I think the one that is the best fit for us to host together is Basic versus Baller. 
Yeah. Because I think obviously two people, so that's already set up and being able to have kind of that interplay back and forth that gives us a chance to banter. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think you and I are both good at not only finding a deal, but being actually satisfied with something on the cheap. Sure. And then also we both love to splurge if when we have the opportunity and really enjoy that. So, and I think could really enjoy both aspects in a city. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as you. If we if we did a show together, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that I think is interesting. If I were to do one by myself, I well, if I were to do this one's not going to be a surprise. This is not the question you're asking. But if I were to do one with one of the hosts, <laughs> it would be Travel Man. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> but if it were just me, kind of taking over for it. Mm-hmm. I think the one that is the most suited to me is down to earth. So that you can go in and fix all the pseudoscience. Well, yeah, because I think the premise of it is really cool of how do we do things sustainably. And that one naturally connects to a scientific perspective. And I think they were honestly, I don't think anyone was trying to have things that were pseudoscientific or inaccurate. I think they just didn't know any better. Yeah. They didn't check. Yeah. Yeah. Or the people they checked with weren't mainstream scientists. Mm. They were health food authors. <laughs> so. For example. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. What about you? Um, I want to host Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, but uh-huh. then it'd have to be called Cheryl Webster's Anthony Bourdain No Reservations. <laughs> so... Like I said last week when I said I would like to host Cheryl Webster's Samantha Brown's Places to Love. Because that's yep. a runner-up. But really, I want to do No Reservations because I yeah, want to be the in there cooking with them and yeah, you do behind the scenes. And yep. I'd be very scared to shoot a pig, but I would do it if there was a camera there. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. And then for the two of us? Oh, basic versus baller. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. Yeah. So listeners, if you would like to see us do something like basic versus baller, you need to either be wealthy or know someone who's wealthy and pay us lots of money so we can do it because we totally will. Oh, we will totally do it. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're Just on board. Just send us $2,100. I feel like it might need to be a little bit more than that because we have to get there. Well, we'll start with Seattle. That'll be our first oh, okay. episode. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, wait, where do we want our listeners to fly us? Uh, Why am I dreaming so small? (laughs) I know, right? Come on. Let's do a, we could do a worldwide tour, Cheryl. (sighs) Yes. Listeners, where do you live? Fly us to you when it is legal for us to fly. Well, yeah, there's that. (laughs) Ryan. Uh Uh-huh. Which host do you want to travel with? Pretty sure I've answered this six times already on the podcast. (laughs) Richard Ayuwadi, because he's hilarious. What about you, Cheryl? Okay, I have two answers, but I'll make one a real answer. Um, (laughs) Really, I want to travel with Samantha Brown, because we can have Mm. a fun girls trip. And it seems like she just genuinely loves the places she goes to and the people yeah. she talks to and that's my jam that's like mm-hmm. just a normal trip I could take a normal trip with her run yeah. her up and maybe with cameras present Conan oh jeez <laughs> but I would be terrible with him on his show because I would just keep laughing and part of his thing is that no one around him is laughing as he's the studio audience is laughing but people are not laughing on camera with him so i would ruin it and then funny without (laughs) (laughs) but then without cameras i don't know if i'd actually want to travel with conan so Mm. maybe not so much but that's i think that's a fair assessment for a number of these we we see them on camera that doesn't necessarily mean that that would be the way that they would travel on their own yeah without somebody else yeah so we're making sweeping judgments about people based oh, totally. on 22 to 42 minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> Which show, Cheryl, 
do you think is the most useful in getting a sense of the culture? Mm, definitely the amazing race, obviously. Oh, you know, gosh. I mean, it's amazing how many cultures have reality shows <laughs> happening. I Isn't didn't know. It, though? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, ooh, this is a really hard one. I think I yeah. came up with this question, but it's very difficult. <laughs> It is. I. Th- I mean, for me. Mm-hmm. Unless, are you ready? Did I just no. catch you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, I would go with Samantha Brown mm. and her places to love because she does those individual conversations and really is with the locals. Uh, that at least from the two episodes that I watched, that's what came through the most was that she really is portraying what the people are like and culture is about people. So it may not be all the parts of culture, but I don't think you ever get all the parts of culture when you're traveling. You'd have to live someplace for a long time to really be able to get all the parts of culture. I I also think Rick Steves does, he gets at it because there will be times where he will, you know, visit with a local or have a local tour guide who will tell him things. And so he'll get pieces of it. I just don't feel like it was as overt of the entire show as Samantha Brown. Mm. I'm going to say Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Because Because um I think that his show doesn't focus on the shiny aspects of a place. Mm. And I agree with everything you said about Samantha Brown. And I think I am also very much like her. Um, (laughs) But her show also, well, it depends on what aspects of culture. I think, though, that Anthony Bourdain showed culture whether or not it's seen as a positive thing. So it took away Mm. what are the good things about this place and just what Mm. are the things about this place. Um, Okay. And things that people like to do or just trying to get away from where do we normally send a camera crew, which Samantha yeah. Brown also did. Actually, they did very similar things in very different ways because yeah. they went to the places that not everybody goes to mm-hmm. for the travel shows. Um, but I, I'm just thinking about Anthony Bourdain like in that sauna and going to that grandma cooking in the house and you know just like mm, things like mm-hmm. that and the cart where people order like awful cheap food when they're drunk you know just yeah. things like that I think I saw a lot of culture through that Ryan yeah what was your least favorite show that's hard because there were several that I wasn't very <laughs> big fan of uh, gosh it's well, I can tell you what my least favorite episode was. Dark Tourist. Yeah, that was the episode of Dark Tourist that I watched because that episode was just so disturbing and so bothersome to me. That was definitely my least favorite episode. Um, oh, oh, duh. My least favorite show, Conan Without Borders. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There no, it is. Because I, I would, yeah, I would watch another episode of Dark Tourist before I would choose to watch another episode of Conan Without Borders. Fair. Because at least... At least the dark tourist had, like you mentioned, it, it's educational. There are some things that I'm learning that I never would have before. How about for you? What would you say was your least favorite? The Amazing Race. Yeah. Just because all the other ones to me have more redeeming qualities, even if they weren't my favorite thing ever or mm. something I would choose to watch all the time. I was just so unimpressed with the amazing race (laughs) that it wasn't even like oh I kind of don't like this host but look at all these cool things they're showing me Mm -hmm. it was just like okay why why am I watching this it's it it felt like I was wasting my time and none of the other ones did even though I would love to participate in the amazing I was gonna say (laughs) yeah I could totally see you I could see you and Lisa being on the amazing race together Oh, totally. Like, that sounds like so much fun. And yet watching it was just, like, so boring to me. (laughs) Yeah. And here is possibly the hardest question. Yeah. What was your overall favorite show? 
Well, no, that's not hard for me. And why was it travel, man? <laughs> I was going to say, that's not hard for me. Anyone <laughs> who's been listening at all to this episode already knew that my yeah. answer to that question. And I think we already know your answer to the question as well. What's mine? Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, because it's like that's first and then everything many other things are like a close second because I really yeah. liked Samantha Brown. I really mm-hmm. liked bases versus baller. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Steves is still Rick a good Steves, Joe. Rick Steves is great. Yeah. Still like Rick Steves a lot. And Andy at abroad, we haven't really talked about, but like nope. it's got some fun stuff to it. It, it um, does. It does. And I think Conan is freaking hilarious. And so I really did. I know you His do. His Italy episode Oh my gosh, I loved it. Yeah, you should not watch it because you're just nope. not into his humor. But nope. Yeah, but for those people who are, I'm glad that they enjoy it. I wish him no ill will. I don't think he's a terrible person. I just don't find him funny. But that, but I have a weird sense of humor anyway. I there have been like, did you ever watch the show Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. I love Seinfeld. Yep, most people do. Super popular show. I remember watching an episode and sitting there. And of course, that was back when they still did laugh tracks. I don't know. Maybe they still do them now. But they were, you know, laugh tracks. I remember sitting there watching the episode, understanding what was happening, understood the situation, understood why it was supposed to be funny. And I sat there was like, that's not funny. Mm. I was like, I got the jokes. I just didn't think they were funny. So I was like, I just don't think this is my show. But super popular, lots of people really like it. So I think I just have an odd sense of humor. That's more, I have not experienced that with comedy with myself very much, but I experienced that with dramas. Like mm-hmm. the Batman movie, the first one with the Joker. Oh, Dark yeah. Night, mm-hmm. somebody. Oh, not the very first one. You mean of the recent yes. Tr- yes. trilogy? Okay, yes. the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. I, oh, I don't like Batman Begins. I wish I've never seen that movie. And it's oh, funny. Oh, you don't mean the first one. You mean the second one. You said with, with the, the Joker. Joker. The one with okay, the Joker. Okay, so the Dark Knight. That's the second one. Yes. I wish I've never seen it. It's mm. not like, oh, I'm not going to watch that again. It's like, I wish I could go back in time and unsee it. Yeah, I can see. Because of how little I liked it. And it's funny because then I've had people say like, well, yeah, but still like it's a good one watch, even if it's a little dark. And I'm like, no, I just would not even want that one watch. And so, and that I think is odd to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. There's just things that you're like, it's just not for me. And it's good to know yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. (laughs) Okay, let's take a step back now, Cheryl. We've kind of gone through some individual episodes, got our brains remembering what we've watched a little bit. Now, as we look at just all of the travel shows that we've seen all together, we want to kind of do some processing. So first of all, what have we learned about travel shows in general? That they should be 30 minutes, not an hour. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway from all of this. <laughs> I figured that was going to come up pretty soon because you get bored otherwise. Yes. Well, and I just, I don't think there's actually enough content. I think like something ends up feeling like, oh, they kind of went off track a little bit or, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just something or they recap too many times or it gets boring. Like there's different aspects that kind of breaks down. Yep. I feel like where the restrictions of a 30 minute show really, you have to stay on track. You have yep. to kind of stick to one theme a little bit more. Although yep. Anthony Bourdain might be an exception to that. Cause I think his was the only one hour one that I didn't feel that, but I think it's because I'm so interested in the food. But exactly. he doesn't get off Whereas track. For me, I was not as interested by that mm. one. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that I got bored, but I don't think I get bored as easily as you just in general. Yeah. But it was definitely like, it was not captivating for me. And I do think if that one had been shorter, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. I would love to see his show recut to 30 minutes and I could yeah. see you liking it then. So, more. I don't know about yeah. like, it probably still wouldn't be my favorite because yeah. food's not my thing, but. I think another thing I learned about travel shows is that they are not just Rick Steves. And I think Rick Steves has its place of 
one time Daryl and I were trying to decide where to go. Oh, with our honeymoon plan A. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> there were two different cities in Germany and we weren't sure which one. It was like, I see the merits of both of these. They're pretty different mm-hmm. though. So I pulled up two Rick Steves episodes and we watched them and I said, let's watch these and see mm-hmm. if we just have a feeling after that. And that helped us a lot with figuring yeah. out which one we wanted to go to. And so I think that there is that type of of travel show of I'm going to go to this place Mm -hmm. and I want to know the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. and all those things. But I think what I didn't think about was just, it's a fun premise for a show. It's a, it's a fun way to have an entertaining show with the background of it being travel. Cause mm-hmm. I love travel. So I'm cool if travel impacts a lot of aspects of things. I hadn't right. thought about that so much with my entertainment before. Mm-hmm. How about you? I would definitely agree with those. I would also say I really didn't realize how wide a variety of mm. travel shows are out there. You and I started a list to say, okay, here's some ones we know about. And we did some Google searching to try and find shows. And we kept finding more shows and different shows. And I think that's kind of cool because no matter what type of traveler you are, you know, that's a question we ask our guests a lot, you know, what type Mm -hmm. of traveler are you? And we get lots of different answers from people. I think that the chances are good. You can find a travel show that you would enjoy. Yeah. Because there is such a wide variety. And I think there's an aspect that actually my sister Katie, when she was saying, she's interested in dark tourists. Mm -hmm. She said, if I had more time to travel, I would probably go do things like that. And Mm -hmm. so that is maybe a type of traveler that she is in theory, but not in practice because of time Mm -hmm. constriction, um, because of time constraints. And so that's a fun way to get to experience an aspect of travel that you're interested in, but you don't practically have the time or money to actually do. True. Yeah. Kind of do it vicariously like we do with this podcast. Exactly. So what have we learned about travel? So we talked about what we learned about travel shows, but what have we learned about travel itself? Well, I think it's a similar thing to what you were saying, that there's such a variety. I Mm. think that through this podcast and then through this series, there's even way more of a variety than I thought. Yeah. It's not just, are you a planner or are you not a planner (laughs) and move forward in one of those directions? It really travel varies so much. I mean, even Samantha Brown coming in there at the end with our last one, it was so interesting thinking about how she approaches it. So people focused yeah, and that combination of the off the beaten path and so relational, Mm -hmm. like, there's just so much variety, and I think that that's interesting to think about how that could impact future travel for me, you know? Yeah. I think building off of that, it's just that there are so many different things that motivate people to travel mm. because the hosts, for the most part, are – they're doing something they're interested in, right? That's motivating them to do the travel show. And sometimes it's just, I want to see lots of things. Sometimes it's, I want to eat all the food. Sometimes it's, I want to go off the beaten path. You know, we've seen a lot of these different things. And so those motivations behind travel, even if you're going to the same place, the things that you look for or the things that you want to do, there are, I think, lots of things available, even in the places that quote unquote, everybody goes to, you know, you could go to the same place and we didn't do this in the shows that we watched, but you could go to the same place and have very different experiences. And we did have that a little bit where we watched, you know, episodes of places we'd been to. And Mm -hmm. one of the questions that we always was, did it match your experience? And sometimes the answer was yes, but sometimes the answer was not at all. They did totally different things than the things that we had done or seen. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. That's interesting thinking about each of these shows with like what motivates the host or like what's the main purpose of the show. So like Rick Steves would be like sharing 
experiences to help other people travel to that location mm-hmm. successfully. Yep. Anthony Bourdain, it's getting getting into the food and like yep. getting into the local food, how just people do it. Travel mm-hmm. Man, it's how to do a quick trip somewhere. Yep, a weekend trip if you're mm-hmm. already in Europe. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, it's trying to develop a meal based on local food traditions and mm-hmm. cooking styles. Mm-hmm. An Idiot Abroad is torture your friend through yep. other people's culture. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing Race, yep. it's win a competition in mm-hmm. other locations that are unfamiliar mm-hmm. to you. Dark Tourists, it's go see like the dark side of humanity and of history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Conan, it's make his audience laugh and torture other people <laughs> along the process. Oh my uh-huh. gosh, Conan doing an Indian abroad would be something. Um, oh, <laughs> Bases versus Baller, it's enjoy a place on any budget. Mm-hmm. Down to Earth is learn about sustainability from other cultures who are doing things well. And mm-hmm. Samantha Brown, it's get to know the people. Yeah. 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 There's my synopsis. There it is. <laughs> Have you learned anything about yourself by watching these shows, Cheryl? Yes. It's that I enjoy travel shows more than I thought. Mm. So that's one. And then it does make me think about how I approach trips in the future from even those 11 motivations that I just read. Do any of them resonate with me and would that change how I plan a trip in the mm. future? Really, it's how do I get even more food on a trip? Right. Yeah. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Have you learned anything about yourself? Oh, probably. I think... I think it confirmed some things. I don't know if about learned something completely new. Confirmed that food is really not something I get excited about. And <laughs> that's those shows, okay. And it is okay. I think, I mean, I was surprised. We, we've talked about Dark Tourist several times so far. I, that show, even though I don't like the show overall, and I definitely didn't like the episode that I watched by myself, there were still some really interesting components in there and things that I would not have thought of as dark. Hmm. Right. Like the radiation stuff to me, that's just science. That's just matter of fact, but Oh yeah, I guess I could see how that would be dark because it's a nuclear test site. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that was something that was maybe that I learned that in a weird depressing sort of way, some of the things that I find interesting, other people may find depressing or scary. See, normally I would say what you find interesting, other people find boring. So well, the depressing yeah, and the scary is a new aspect <laughs> altogether. It's not boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm not bored. I mean, I think it has been fun. Again, you already knew that you liked science travel but i feel like yes. you've learned that in a new way through doing this podcast of mm-hmm. just how much you're like oh my gosh like finding those science things in other locations yep. is really a huge piece of travel for you yep. ryan yes cheryl based on the title of our podcast take me with you mm-hmm. if you could take yourself to just one thing from all of the episodes we watched <laughs> What would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. Shoot. Um, I mean, I have a guess for you. I have a guess. Tell me what you think it might be, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking it might be. Well, because of the cost, you might want to go to that, like, space Russian launch thing, just because that would be yep. the least possible for you to ever make happen on your own. And that was the one I was thinking, actually. And then, <laughs> yes, to actually see the to see the launch of the Soyuz rocket. Yeah, I, that's actually the one I was kind of thinking, because that would be pretty cool. What about you, Cheryl? Where would in, you go to eat? <laughs> gosh, I know. Where would I go to eat? Um, in Travel Man, they went on a gondola along a cliff, and then ate at a really cool restaurant with a beautiful view and I don't remember where they were it was the location it was the episode we both watched though that was that was the one in um Portugal right Madeira oh the restaurant where they went down yes 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was down on the beach. Yeah. And they had a meal that they made fun of and I thought looked amazing. Yeah, and you thought, yes, 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 yes. I know. So what you're I want to go about. on that gondola yes. and then eat there. That's what I yes. want to do. That does not surprise me <laughs> at all. That seems very appropriate for you. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl. Ryan. Which locations have you added to your list because of these shows? Mm. Oh, goodness. Let's see. I mean, Iceland was already on my list, but now it's As it should be. definitely on my list. Just the yeah. more we keep talking about Iceland. Oh, and I would go back in a heartbeat. Mm. Oh, it's so cool. And then Portugal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right next to Spain. And I know I'm going back to Spain again and again. <laughs> and I just always thought, well, there's more regions of Spain I haven't gone to. Why would I go to Portugal when I still have Spain to discover? But now I know I'd, I'd go to Portugal. It'd be so easy once you're in Spain. Spain's not even big. And it's, like, connected to it. Um, And then I'm getting more interested in Hong Kong. I don't know if it's on my, like, high on my list, but I think it's getting more interesting to me. I mean, just hearing yeah. that it's, like, a foodie place mm -hmm. is exciting. So, I'm sure there's more than that, but those are some that are standing out to me. How about you? Well, I think Madeira, which neither yeah. of us had really ever heard of before, I think that's on my list now because that was really beautiful, I think. Um I don't want to say that Turkmenistan is on my list because that's kind of creepy and scary. But if there was a safe way to go, that could yeah. be a really interesting That was so experience. interesting. Yeah, that would have been very interesting and definitely wasn't. And then the the other one was Uzbekistan, I believe, right? I think so. They went Which to a definitely couple wasn't stands. on my list. Yeah. So I think that one might be um, on my list. Yeah, I think I think those that's a lame and way to answer. Probably the more. And probably more. And Ryan, I think we should do some mentions for shows we didn't watch but were on our list just in case sure. anyone else wants to know of some other travel shows out there that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Um so we did not watch Parts Unknown, which is also Anthony Bourdain, I believe. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Um, we did not watch The Layover, also Anthony Bourdain, I believe. Maybe. I don't he know. Had, he had two others on our list that we did not watch. Um, and then Michael Palin, which you might know from Monty Python, has a travel show. And he's gone to a lot of places with his show and kind of done different little series. Um, mm -hmm. And although he's in Monty Python and hilarious, he's not really being a comedian in this show but he's pretty delightful um and then there's a show called the long way down and i believe there's two the long way something i think there's like around there's a long yeah. way down and there's a long way round. and one of them is about traveling on motorcycle and i don't remember mm -hmm. if they're both about that but it's about a certain form of travel and i think it's a father-son it's you and mcgregor oh Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a, yeah, it does a motorcycle trip. Yeah. Yeah. So that looked really interesting. Um, we have The Gateway on here with no information, but apparently it's a travel show. Um, there's a show that I want to watch called Made in Spain. And each of the episode, um, I mean, they go all over Spain. We have listed on our document 26 episodes as to all these different areas and regions of Spain and I think it's about food. I think it is as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably need to check that out. Um yep. and then there's a show called Restaurants on the Edge which was recommended mm -hmm. to us and that looked pretty fun. Uh we just couldn't get to all of them, but that looked like a fun one as well. So check out any of those and then tell us what you think. And if we need yeah. to reprise our travel series for next summer, maybe. Who yeah. knows? Lots of options. 
Any final thoughts, Cheryl, on our summer series of travel shows? I mean, I think that to me, this inspired me to watch more of them, and I hope it did for mm-hmm. our listeners. It felt very mixed as far as being bummed that I can't travel right now and also yeah. kind of getting some satisfaction through getting to see different places. Mm-hmm. And see a time when people were surprised by someone wearing a face mask, as we saw <laughs> in a couple of different of these shows we watched. Yeah. But um, I would just encourage people to check some of them out and mm-hmm. see if you experience something new with your thoughts towards travel by watching them. Yeah. I think those are good thoughts. Some other thoughts that would be good would be if you were to follow us on social media. We are at Tim We Podcast. That's at T-M-W-I for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You can also email us at TimWePodcast at gmail.com. Send us suggestions of other travel shows that we didn't get to because we might personally want to watch them still. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell us the one, tell us the travel show that you're most interested in based on our reviews. Oh, that would be very interesting. You could also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or another way to remember that is 406-POD-TIMWI. Please rate and review our podcast so that other people can find out what you think about how we do. Please share about this episode on social media so that other people can get a good snapshot of all of the travel shows that we watched this summer. And go ahead and subscribe to make sure that you do not miss any of our episodes, especially since we'll be back to some guests here soon. Yeah. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That brings to conclusion our summer series on travel shows. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was able to give you at least a little window into travel, even though most of us are not traveling these days. (laughs) So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights guided only by the lights above.